Hello, everyone, and welcome back to High School Not So Much Musical, a podcast made by high schoolers for high schoolers. The college admissions process is something that we have talked about before, but today we are focusing on the most daunting part the essays. Our guest today is Ms. Eva Maria Gencheva, an experienced college counselor for many years. She has experience with college counseling as well as college essay writing and has many tips to give about the issues. To hear more about Ms. Ava, her occupation, and her way to impress college admissions officers, stay tuned right after this. This is High School Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jaladanki and Ayush Agarwal. So for everybody out there, Ayush and I are 11th graders, meaning that in around one year, same time as now, we will be applying to college. And one of the main parts of college is your college application essays. It's something that I'm pretty scared for, but luckily for us, we have Miss Ava with us today, who is an experienced college counselor. So just to start us off, Miss Ava, could you please walk us through the process of the college admissions essays just as a whole and give us a general idea of what the main goal of college admissions essays are and why colleges even ask students to write these essays? Yes, and I can absolutely sympathize with how you feel about the college essays because um, interestingly, interestingly enough, um, this is one part of the entire college admissions application that is really uh, frightening students all over the world, I should say, <laughs> especially right around now, I have some rising seniors, well, they're seniors already, and they're already prepping for college, and I know that they go through a lot of anguish and despair, uh, figuring out the right prompt and, you know, looking at the word count and all that. So the essay really is one of the most important parts of the college application now, especially because the SAT and ACT has kind of taken a backseat a little bit due to the COVID and, you know, all the cancellations and everything we've been experiencing as a nation too and just the inability of our students to shine in you know academic and show their academic viability um so now the essay has become even more important than it was before but it also it is one of the most important parts of the application because it's the only one that gives you a chance to express yourself and allow the commission uh, to hear your voice, unlike the grades where you're just kind of going in with a number or a letter grade and you're going in with a number when it comes to the SAT or an ACTs. Uh, when it comes to the essay, you get to speak and you get to tell them your story and you get to kind of relate to them on a very personal level um, and tell them, you know, who you really are and um, what makes you special. So. This is one of the areas that I would suggest every student spend time crafting, reviewing, thinking about it way ahead of time, asking themselves questions, uh, just going through the process of discovery. So when they begin writing, they really have that authentic, uh, natural voice that is appealing and this is not going to be like an essay you just write at school where you just give it to your teacher and she has a rubric and you get a grade. You know, this is going to be looked at from all kinds of angles, 
by two people um, at least and they will read it and they'll give you a score um, and one of them at the end will kind of pitch for you and in the round table and tell them this is what I learned about so and so and this is what their story is all about and I really think that this is one person you would want to meet you would want to have a cup of coffee with them um, so the, the essay allows you for all of that so you do have the personal statement which is part of the common app which is the bigger chunk of the work and it's 650 words and that's where you know your narrative really really matters and then each school will have their own supplemental essays which could be anywhere from 1, 2 to 10 or 12 or 13 depending on the schools that you're applying to so each uh, prompt is going to ask you various different things like for example Stanford asks you to write a letter to your future roommate they also ask you to tell them what really matters to you in terms of your hobbies or families or um, community um, NYU asks you to write why NYU and even though this is a very very short prompt it is fear inducing prompt because um, it is even more words than a personal statement is and it's a very difficult prompt to write. So each school will have their own specific question, which in some cases actually matters to them much more than even the personal statement. Why? Because a school-specific essay will allow the officers to understand how well have you researched the school? How interested are you really to attend that school? Should they give you a spot? Um, you know, are you, are you really dedicated to their mission? Do you really know what you're getting into? Uh, NYU, getting into NYU really means to be, um, you know, to be part of the Big Apple, to really be a citizen of the Big Apple. And uh, it is as much as being a student in NYU as it is being a New Yorker. And these things are not always one and the same. So telling them what matters to you will also let them know, are you going to be the person that will gel well and vibe well in that city? And are you going to be uh, freaking out because you will see all the diversity and you will not be able to stomach that and you'll be homesick uh, and you will not be able to focus on your studies. So these are just some like isolated examples. But, um, you know, if you think that why NYU is a scary topic, prompt uh, then you should try uh, Chicago because their prompts are <laughs> their prompts are just always very very interesting uh, to say the least so um, this is one chance for every candidate to stand out speak up showcase their oral and written abilities and personalities and really show everyone what they're made of so I highly highly recommend spending time uh, thinking it through uh, and definitely getting through some good edits and some good feedback that will be uh, guiding you in the right direction. So I want to focus specifically on two things that you said. And the first thing was you said that there's no rubric when it comes to college admissions essays. And the second one was the why NYU prompt. And I think that Ayush is going to address that one. Before we get to that, I want to address the thing that you said about rubrics. AP, the AP program is something that a lot of people are starting to do, especially in our school, because Ayush and I are both taking five APs this year, and one of them being for Ayush AP Lang, and one of them being for me 
AP Lit and AP Seminar, which are the essay writing classes, and that's what they're known for. And you have to follow a certain rubric for seminar. You have to identify the thesis, the evidence, and how effective the evidence is. For literature, you have to synthesize sources. And with all of this prominence placed on rubrics and making sure that you get every single set of points for all the different categories, how can students make this huge pivot to where they're just given like you were saying, just write a letter to your next roommate. Because in school, we are never taught to work without a rubric. Every teacher gives us a rubric, whether it be just like an art project or whether it be an essay. So how can students make this huge pivot towards just having a blank prompt on their screen that they need to write for without a rubric? Yeah, well, this is really a good question. So I think this question is rather twofold. Mm. And the first part here, I would say, is why is school really not preparing students um, according to what they sh they will be facing outside of the safety of the classroom? And isn't that what school is supposed to do? Isn't school supposed to kind of prepare you so adequately that you don't have to be fearing the next curveball that's coming at you? Um, and the answer to that is well yes and no because in life there are many challenges so uh, even though a lot of the classes that you're taking at school um, you know they they do like you said you'll have to be gathering evidence and being very good with writing your thesis gathering sources and this is what they're teaching you so they can have a rubric so they can grade you uh, when it comes to you telling your personal story Mm, everything kind of changes and you really have to have the proper preparation and you should have some sort of guidance and coaching on how to write your story and this is very difficult this is really very difficult because i meet entrepreneurs who are who have gone through their you know master's degree phds and you know even people who do writing for a living when it comes to them telling their own story it becomes very difficult because you're thinking, should I write from experience or about the experience? What kind of voice am I going to use? And how will I be able to see myself in 3D so I know where my blind spot is and I don't appear overly, you know, needy or eager or uh, pumped up, <laughs> right? So it, it does take a little bit of coaching and which school cannot spend time on each individual student giving feedback and addressing your personality. The personal statement will need to reflect your personality. When it comes to all the advanced placement classes that you're taking, they have to address specific studies. So they're a lot more you know, geared toward mastering a subject and doing the research on a specific topic. Needless to say, this also will be honing your writing abilities. Needless to say, you will be able to get the right structure and hopefully, you know, the right grammar and, 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 you know, the mechanics and everything of writing, which definitely is useful. But when it comes to writing your story, then you have to think more about, um, it, it truly is an art and you have to do slightly more uh, outside reading and coaching and reviewing and really learning. When I teach these, when I have my workshops, uh, for these essays, I teach a lot of 
writing, montaging. I look at how movies are made, how dialogue is used. And this is the mastery that you actually learn when you go to graduate school. But this is what I tell my students in some, you know, smaller doses. Uh, so they can learn and they can implement in their writing. Um, what does it really mean to learn from Disney and how Disney is able to tell a story in the most um, attractive and sort of, you know, memorable way and how we can learn from, the, from Disney as well. And what does it really mean to put together something that is 650 words long, but it is very enticing and it reveals your personality. So yes, your question really is, why are we not prepared? It is rather a higher level skill, uh, which you can definitely do. You can hone that by self-study, by you know definitely looking out for mentors and not everything we learn we learn at school i mean there's a lot of mentorship just like if you need to learn how to play a musical instrument you will have to seek the guidance of someone who is just specializing in that and then of course you can go and play the school's orchestra and you can use that skill to benefit uh, you know the school and the team or the orchestra or whatever the bigger group you're part of but when it comes to honing your personal skills, it goes into the category of self-learning. And colleges really wanna see that you can apply what you have learned from school, but at the same time, you can meet new challenges. And there's this expansion and there's this, you know, lack of fear of kind of jumping into something unknown and being able to articulate appropriately and being able to put your stand forth and you know really who you are a lot of it is about reflection and that's another thing it's cool that you're not really going to do i mean you will probably share a lot of your opinions during ap literature and composition class you will probably debate at school about certain thematic elements or characters or what have you but when it comes to um you know you and your personal story and your personality and expressing that when and how it matters, then school is not going to be able to prepare you for that. It will just have to be a lot of self-learning and self-development. And that is true for academia and for life as well. Uh, so my advice would always be, I enjoy teaching. Um, I enjoy teaching writing a lot. It's one of the things that just makes me i'm super enthusiastic about it and i always find new ways of explaining it um and i really enjoy actually reading students stories and at the end I've, i should say even if we start out with a brainstorm and they feel super um, intimidated by how do i tell my story i can see that by the end once the story is out they almost feel the sense of relief which is exactly the opposite of what happens when you when you take a test or when you go and turn in your essay, you're always fearing because you don't know what the score is going to come back as and what kind of feedback you will get. So there's no relief. There's just stress. While in the opposite end, once you tell your personal story you, and if the personal story really is you and that's your authentic voice, you feel that your voice has been heard. And that's the sign right there that, you know, you have a good story and that you really have been able to express yourself um, well and you have been able to articulate your life and it's almost like one giant introduction uh, where you're saying here this is all about me and I'm happy to showcase what I'm all about because the common app is common to make you look common everybody takes the same AP classes 
everybody takes the same calculus, pre-calculus, a push. Um, so what's what's the joy there? You know, there's really nothing that makes you stand out except a grade, obviously, which is isn't much really. So this is one time when you should feel instead of you should feel like, oh, I'm so stressed out. You should be like, yes, this is my time to just tell it as it is and make the world listen and, and, and marvel. <laughs> so the last time I went into Nathan's house to hang out was around a year ago. But I think if I go into it now and go into his room, I'll prob my eyes will probably experience just a bunch of purple painted walls and uh, torches uh, and candles to represent the NYU logo instead of uh, a regular nightlight. Uh, because he's so obsessed with NYU, literally anytime college comes up, he he, he always talks about his dream school, NYU. So you, you uh, the, where I'm going with this is you were talking earlier about how uh, NYU has this really special why why us essay. Why why should you pick NYU? Um, so th there's a lot of simple questions like these on many college essays, and as as you mentioned, it can it can really throw many kids off because it's like how do I approach this? How do I write a 500 word essay about you know, cats or dogs or, or whatever, whatever the simplistic question is. So um, how would you recommend approaching these sorts of questions? And how would you recommend like straying away from generic answers to these types of questions and uh, really standing out with these just like it's important to stand out with um, the other other questions such as personal statement and uh, make make your extra covers and all that sort of stuff stand out as well. Hmm. OK, yes. So um the there's some questions that are the why question uh which usually is a little bit more uh like i said fear inducing and there there's the how questions and and how are these different is anytime you ask someone why um as uh i teach my students you have to give them three good reasons now could these be more than three <laughs> by all means <laughs> but as long as you have three very good solid reasons um usually that's how argument Documentation is structured. Three uh, really solid reasons is what any why question merits. And a how question, which again you can find in some of the supplemental essays, a how question is a question that requires you to kind of list more steps. Uh, you know, like how will you make a smoothie? Well, I'll gather this, then I'll do that, then I'll grind it, then I'll you know mix it. And you know, my analogy is very simplistic, but um, that's what a how question is. So anytime you see a question that is asking why, you have to have three really good reasons. And in this case, with the why NYU, for example, um, it, you have to, and some students uh, come and tell me, well, what they're asking me is they're asking you, what is the school all about and why I want the school? Hence, I should speak about the school and I should tell them how much I really like that school. Well, this is, that's wrong <laughs> and i never really just say that's wrong but then i ask some questions until they discover that this is wrong but um nyu really knows very well what nyu has and hasn't and why they're so great and what is not so great about them so to sit down and praise the campus and tell them how awesome the building is and how awesome the school is and how you know, they have this, um, you know, lab and this library uh, or for another school, maybe they have the team, the, uh, you know, hockey and the basketball meets and the swimming and all that kind of stuff. That is actually pointless because this is information anyone can find on their website and it doesn't really show depth. 
So approaching why questions and giving three good reasons will have to do with who you really are and what is your reason for wanting to get into NYU. In other words, do you know what your best qualities are that will best benefit and be a perfect fit for that specific school? If NYU and the program you're targeting has, um, let's say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, pick uh, because they do know what uh, Nitin likes, so I'm trying to go the other way, but um, you know, let's say you're really looking to go into a medical program after undergrad and you're really looking to do a lot of research and be part of these awesome lab projects and, you know, collaborate with the professor and be part of their research and so on and so forth, then this is what you will highlight about yourself, your pursuits and how you're hoping that this pursuit will find the best people to collab collaborate with in that specific school. And this is why, there's the why, this is why this specific school is the best fit for you and why you're the best fit for the school. So you will benefit the school by the virtue of your hard work and relentless curiosity and uh, the desire to study, learn more and progress. And the school will, on the other hand, also, uh, the, 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 ben the benefit is mutual. You're benefiting the school and you're being benefited by what NYU has to offer, the labs, the professors, um, you know, the collaboration, the entire experience. So when you're looking at a why, you have to make sure that you show them that fusion between you and what it is that you want to do and how this school is the school that will be the perfect, you know, perfect ground for your growth. And you have to definitely highlight yourself and you have to highlight what it is that you have done and how much further your aspirations are going to take you with or without them. So um, if any high school student has been a self-directed learner, has been curious about a topic, any topic, it doesn't matter. This could be baking, this could be gardening. I mean, I had a student who grew tomatoes and it had become his passion and he wanted to study computer science, seemingly very unrelated topics, but you can definitely merge these because it is the same person. If something makes you an awesome gardener, that same thing will make you an awesome computer scientist. And you have to find that connection. And that's where you tell them why that connection is so crucial for you to continue to hone it and for them to have you on board. So um, I, would, I would say most of my students of why NYU essays always begin with um, very dynamic opening of the city and how in that city they are fearless, brave, brave, and they feel free and invigorated. And they, you know, that awesome environment stimulates their thinking. They're not fearful, they're excited because you have to be a certain personality to enjoy the Big Apple. And, you know, having lived there, <laughs> it's really helped me to kind of, you know, make them transport them um, mentally if they have never visited. Uh, many of them actually I recommend they, they do visit. If you're planning to apply to a school that is completely outside of your, you know, radius of regular culture and living environment, please make the trip because a lot of these schools require huge preparation and you don't want to be spending months crafting, writing, preparing, applying to, to you know, find yourself in Philly and go, oh no, I can absolutely not handle this place. 
and then it will take two years to you know get used to the climate and the entire experience so do a very good research and chances are if you have researched really really well asked questions and you know received the correct guidance and visited and maybe you know done a lot of webinars online or whatever you could do chances are when you approach the why or the how questions you will already have that mental preparation of how you're going to approach this yes i absolutely know what you know boston is all about and you know i absolutely know what philly is all about and i cannot wait to talk about north carolina and duke i know everything about duke i mean i know each and every building and i can feel the vibe even just looking at the pictures but most importantly what i really know about let's say duke and how i see myself benefiting because some schools ask that they ask the how question how do you think you will contribute to you know and then the school um that i know how i'm going to contribute and i'll tell you how i'll tell you pretty much not in steps like i said the smoothie but i'll tell you in great details what is my plan of action from the time i arrive to what kind of hackathons i'll participate in to what kind of connections i'll make to who's whose hands will I go and shake and I'll introduce myself to various professors and uh, which building will I end up at and you know which library I'll study at and which games I'll be part of on the weekends and you know so this requires guidance help um, and I always urge students start early seek the right guidance because there's so many um, little caveats for each school that sometimes you know you could live with maybe 100 things but there might be one thing that you just absolutely will not be able to tolerate um so i i say uh, these questions will be answered if you have the proper research done ahead of time but that's how you usually approach a why or a how question Thank you so much for your insight, Ms. Eva. And we've been talking a lot about the essays and how they work and the different types of essays. And I remember that you mentioned just a few minutes ago that the ACT and SAT have kind of been put in the backseat. And a few episodes ago, we talked with the standardized test expert and discussed how many schools are changing to the test optional and test flexible programs. And with those recent changes, how much do how much of a role do college uh, essays play in granting admission for a particular applicant meaning if so it's a hypothetical situation but if two applicants have the exact same sat score exact same gpa exact same extracurriculars and stuff like that will the essays be the part that sets them apart and how much importance ours is being put on them nowadays yes so uh, the essays have always been very important. Um, you know, SATs or no SATs, uh, the essays have been, like I said, um, I'm not sure how many students are aware of this, but I'm so glad that you are able, you know, you're asking this question because it gives, it's just giving me a chance to kind of mention something that I'm not sure everyone is aware. So when your essay is read and reviewed, uh, you will be actually, first of all, surprised how awesome and what kind of detectives and and how awesome their knowledge is of the admissions counselors that is of human personality because i have seen uh after a student gets already accepted i've been able to see some of their 
applications and you know the comments that were written on these applications and how the essays were, were read and i have to tell you that most of the times they're able to predict like nine out of ten times they're actually able to predict how each candidate is going to end up at the school what and even i have seen them predicting what kind of specific um you know extracurricular outside of school uh fraternity they'll participate in and how well they will do with the schools with their colleges uh club and uh paper so they they were able to predict uh stuff like that just by looking at the essay reading that essay line by line and between the lines and they were able to look at their extracurricular activities and kind of get a full picture and be able to predict so the essays are read by two people and each one of them independently will score and put comments and then they swap those comments and and the score is averaged and from there that score is taken under consideration and the score includes not just how the essay was written but also the student's personality so you're actually given a personality score on on your essay so um so to go back to your question you know the SATs and ACTs yes you know they have become test optional but even prior to this um they were not really the deciding factor they're not nor is the GPA because if that was the case then all valedictorians would be accepted in the Ivy League schools and they're not and uh, why are they not accepted is because they really are looking to see personality and academic viability. They really do not want to have people who are well educated, but they're arrogant. And that's, you know, just kind of putting it bluntly out there. So anytime you see someone with very strong statistics, you definitely want to read that essay now even more deeply and kind of with a magnifying glass because you do want to understand what kind of person is this and will this person really be you know a man for others or will they just be a man for themselves and where will all this knowledge you know be utilized for the you know better for the betterment of the greater uh, society. So this is what they really want to see because especially the Ivy League schools, um, they pride themselves and I would say most schools, I mean, for that matter, I don't really want to focus on the Ivies or anything like that because there are about 2,500 schools, colleges in the United States and a little more actually. Um, that, you know, participate in the Common App, Coalition App, and they some of them have their own applications so they each really want to see you as a person and no one wants to have someone who is extremely intelligent but has destructive tendencies for example or um you know so they are looking very carefully to see what kind of people do they invite in their community and the essay is what allows them to to kind of gauge that and then understand where will you be placed and uh, will you do really well and sometimes you know, looking at your essay, I mean, for example, in your pen, they will see your extracurricular activities, they'll see all of your stats, but the essay is going to allow them to understand, are you applying to the right program even? You know, are you the person who is who should have perhaps applied to the humanities instead of to the engineering department? Um, and that's not going to be obvious from all of the same AP and GPA that everyone turns in 
after graduating because like i said we all take the same a push same ap um, bio or you know ap physics c or whatever uh, but the essay tells them how this person will be a contributor to the school and that's what a lot of students need to understand when they write their essays so you have to brag very humbly and there's so much to be said about how you express yourself and it, it really speaks to your character and just to who you are to your inner being and so much can be could be said about a person uh, by how they represent themselves in writing. So this is something to be really cognizant of when you begin writing it. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Ms. Ava. We got some great discussions and knowledge out of it. Just to sum it up for our listeners, college essays are the place for you to show who you are and what you are made of. You do not need to hype up small things, but rather talk about them in a meaningful way so that colleges realize the passion you have for that subject. Speak from the heart and it'll take you far. For our listeners out there, make sure you subscribe to our channel at High School Not So Much Musical and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this episode. Watch out for future episodes where we speak with an economics teacher with 17 years of experience on the importance of learning economics and two TikToking twins who promote STEM and youth advocacy. That's it for this episode and see you next time.